bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I believe I have a game tonight. I'm not sure. And I'm going to have to check with Matt. It's the Thursday game. It's the... the Mythgarther game. I ran the last one in Gangbusters, and I don't want to do that again for a while. It was it was fun, but but grueling. Let me put it this way. I just it just took a lot out of me. That's all. But <laughs> so so we're gonna take a vacation from that for a while, at least for that group. I've got other things. It's just we're having a little trouble with our play space on on the Monday game right now. So there's that. Anyway, so today on the show, I'm going to answer a voicemail and an email, which has to do with thieves' skills and dealing with character death, which is something I did on a video recently. I did another Old Man Grognard After Dark video, which is, I haven't done those in a long time. I don't like, I don't, the, the new ones, the way the, the rooms are in here, the, it just... I, I when it when I'm doing the after dark stuff and it's low light, it the camera doesn't handle low light very well. It's get kind of grainy, so I'll figure out another way to do it anyway. But I'm sure I can I can manage. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's get to the email of. Well, actually, we will get to them after this. Okay, we got a first off. We have a voicemail. I have a voicemail from my friend John Allen Large. From the Red Dice Diaries. Go ahead, John. Hey, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to you talking about thieves in your one of your latest episodes. And I've been talking a bit about this on my own podcast. And I pretty much agree with you. It's a bit weird how games handle it differently. But I thought I'd ring in and share one of my favorite ways of doing it. And that is the Castles and Crusades system. Essentially, in Castles and Crusades, you've got the, the standard six attributes but you really only use the modifiers you're trying to roll to beat a target number whenever you make a test. And if you use an ability that relates to your particular class, you get to add your level to it. Simple as that. So when a thief's doing thieving stuff, they add that level to the roll, which means most classes are fairly similar at lower level, but they start to become more specialized in the future. Anyway, take care, dude. I'll catch you soon. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, Castles and Crusades, one of my favorite systems. And it seems like their their ways of doing things can creep into other systems, which is really nice because, you know, I'm all about cross-pollinization, house rules and, you know, do what you think works type of thing. And yeah, that is very, very easy way. It's just another, it's just another test in the system. And as you're right, they can get better and more specialized as they get up in level which is an advantage. I'd like to run more Castles and Crusades because even though it came out of 335, it doesn't have the stigma of 3rd edition like Pathfinder does because it's a lot simpler to play. And so I should be running more of it, but I just get tied up in all these other game systems. That's the trouble when you keep your mind open and you want to, you know, you're you're curious about everything. You end up like, oh, I want to run this. I want to run that. I want to run this. I want to run that. And, you know, I, I 
not not only will I drive myself crazy, but I'll drive my group crazy because oh, what's the new game of the week, and do we have to make characters and you know that kind of. Thing. But I digress. But yeah, the thief, the thief, the way they do thieves in castles and crusades is a good thing. So everybody should check it out. And, and thank you, John. Thank you for that voicemail. Okay, now I have an email from one of my patrons, Mark C. Walring. And he says, hey, Smokestack, my other name, a question and concern I've been pondering as a GM, not to say I I strive to make sure I completely annihilate my players, but on several occasions during play, when I had planned too thoroughly, came close to killing almost half my players. Of course, I showed restraint, and the realization getting scared, and I guess basically he says he paraphrase here you got scared of trying further now that I, now that i know death is a certain aspect of any rpg and should be expected seeing earlier editions especially with poison mechanisms i can say i'm grateful death isn't as harsh as what it was back then my issue is what is the best way to handle a situation when you are overpowering your players and the party gets wiped, and if possible, how to handle a potential comeback with certain characters, with current characters, rather. Thanks always for your input, Mark. Well, thanks for writing, Mark, first off. And secondly, I just did, like I said, I just did a After Dark video on YouTube about this, uh, talking about character death. And... It doesn't matter whether it's an old school game or not. Death is always on the table. And it's only as deadly as you want to make it. See, that's the thing. They say old school games. Oh, yeah, they're all deadly and stuff. You kill characters right enough. Oh, yeah, you would. But you don't have to. That's what I'm saying. If you're, if you're paying attention, you don't have to. And I'm not saying you're not paying attention. The point is that if death is going to be dealt, don't be the one to deal with deal it. Because if possible, let them kill themselves. Now, I understand where you're coming from. The encounter is too tough, and you don't. I've done this before. And when I wasn't paying attention, I was killing characters. And I wasn't paying attention to... I'll, I'll kind of like go over what I went over in the video real quick. You're not if you're not paying attention to how powerful the monster is, people will die. I'm not saying you have to balance encounters. I hate balancing encounters. But you gotta pay attention to what the 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 critter is capable of doing damage wise. From the AC to the number of hit points to the number of attacks and type of attacks. I mean, I'm not saying you got to obsess over it. Like I said, you don't have to balance every, you know, cross every T and dot every I on it. But at the same time, you got to have some kind of idea of, okay, this is going to kill my characters. This is going to give my characters a fight. This is going to, in a rough sense, as you play, as you get more experience, you tend to be able to eyeball stuff better. You can eyeball a, a creature stat and go, okay, I can throw this up against my players with... Eh, you know, middling success with great success, or this thing's going to kill them type of thing. It's just something in, something you learn, something you learn doing it. It's learning with experience. Let me go on a minor rant here. That's what bugs me about the current 
the current editions of things like D and D. It was more. It was. It was more of a. It was more of an irritation in fourth edition than now. But the point of balance, the, the whole idea of balancing encounters, just kind of rubs me raw, because that's the kind of thing you get with experience, and it's like the book is saying, "Oh, we're going to show you how to do this out the gate," which is okay, I guess. But those of us who who played and ran for like twenty plus years who know how to look at a monster sheet and go, okay, I can use this, or no, I don't want to use this. We don't... It, it's kind of... It, it's just they went they, they went too far the wrong way. They went too far the wrong way as far as, like, you have to have everything balanced out for the capabilities of your characters. No, you don't! And I'm treading over old ground here now. I'm beating a dead horse. But I, my, my point is that people, the the younger players should not, younger GMs should not be afraid to learn by experience. This is what gets me. The books want to show you how to, or the game wants to show you how to balance an encounter, and I use that in quotations, because they want you out the gate to be a good GM. And nobody is a good GM out the gate. Very, very, okay, I'm not going to say nobody never say never, but rarely is somebody a good GM out the gate. You need that experience and you can't get it by just reading a book. You got to do it, do it and do it and do it. I remember in acting, I, I, I'm a fan of things like vaudeville and such and vaudeville performance and, and this applies to acting and to gaming. George Burns was quoted saying that the death of vaudeville and burlesque is he said, there's no place for a performer to be bad. And you got to be bad to be good, to get good. He says, there's no places for them to hone. Them. What he means is there's no places for them to hone their craft anymore. Because, and, that, and that applies to acting. That applies to vaudeville. That applies to, to art. Art is, I draw. And I heard somewhere it says, every, every artist has a thousand bad drawings in them. It's best to keep going and get them out. Practice, practice, practice. And this is how you get experience. Same thing with game mastering. This is how you judge lethality. After a while, you just sort of get the idea. Now, I've always relied on, as far as that goes, as close to balancing encounters as I come, is this. As you know, if you've heard my shows before. As you know, I take the total number of party levels and compare it to the hit dice of the monsters I'm throwing them up against. And if they match, it's going to be an even fight. If it varies one way or another, it's either going to be easier or hard, harder. Now, and, okay, that's my first step. My second step is look at any special abilities the uh, monster has, or the, 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 the critter has. I mean, if you're talking about garden variety orc or goblin or something like that they're not going to they're not going to have any so you have to worry about it just make the comparison but you do have to take into account any other special abilities that the critter has and then i would take that and add maybe a quarter to a half as many hit dice i'm not literally adding it to the monster but in my head as far as like matching them up i was okay they can pull this but at the, on the other side 
Looking on the other side, you compare the total levels of the party, but you also see what the party can do as far as quote-unquote special abilities, which aren't really special abilities. It's just, okay, well, he's he's a magic user. He has all these spells, but what else? Well, they have magic items, this, this that, that. And that sort of like even levels the field to a certain extent. So, so it's easy. Hit dice versus levels and look at special abilities and boom that's that's the way i look at a that's the way i look at a monster sheet that's the way i look at an encounter that's how you judge how deadly something is and believe me they can be deadly so that's my little talk mark thank you for that email i really appreciate it i gotta go start my day so if you guys want to talk about this or anything else you can write me at oldmangrognard@gmail.com as mark did or you can voicemail me on anchor as John Large did. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, of course, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. Don't forget Dan Craig's Jung, Y-U-N-G, Grognard podcast, or Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast here on Anchor. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.